say that loan is forgivable 100% as long as you use it in order to pay your payroll and pay for qualified expenditure. This is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today, your media hub for all things black entrepreneurship, politics, news, and events in Hampton Roads and beyond. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street. When I say black, y'all say Wall Street. Black. Black. And now, here's your host, Blair Durham. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 78th edition of Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham. Very excited to be sharing with you all. Um, Our show today is sponsored by the COO team, Apex Financial Group of Virginia, as well as Milestone Mental Health Agency. A very special show. Um, We are focused on sharing business resources to ensure that our our small businesses can survive during this COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, We are live with Janice Rogers, who is a certified public accountant with ACG Financial Group. She has over 18 years experience in the accounting field. She received a bachelor's degree from Norfolk State University, a master's of accountancy from the George Washington University, and is working to complete her PhD in accounting at Morgan State University. She spent three years at PricewaterhouseCoopers as an auditor, and after leaving PwC, she spent four years as an accounting manager at Medical Faculty Associates, an affiliate of the George Washington University, before starting her own practice and joining a PhD program. Her passion is teaching and helping small business owners with their accounting and financial needs. Without further ado, Ms. Shanice Rogers, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I am delighted to have you. There you are. Oh, oh. I saw you for a second and then you left. We're doing something unprecedented. We're doing uh, we're doing a webinar as well as a radio show at the same time uh, for the benefit of multiple audiences. This is an important topic. Janice, I know that your clients have been impacted. And so I would that you would just kind of give us an overview of what the government is doing to try and support small business during this time. Okay, yes, absolutely. So um, most people probably have heard of, in some form or fashion, um, the two major programs that are going on. One is the PPP, which is the Paycheck Protection Program, and then there's the uh, EIDL. Um, So the main difference between the two, um, the EIDL uh, basically comes with a grant um, that is applied through directly with the SBA. And um, you can receive up to $10,000 um, in the grant. Now, I think there's been a lot of miscommunications. Um, I just heard yesterday for the first time of someone who actually received their funds, and it was not $10,000. It was actually $3,400. How they're doing the calculation of what you get towards the grant, I have not figured that out yet or or looked into. Um, so that's one of the Got things it. that's going on. Yeah. Um, with the EIDL program, uh, you could you can borrow more uh, than the ten thousand dollars, but I think the thing that's making it very uh, um, attractive to most people is that it is a grant um, and you don't have to pay that funds back. 
the goal is to use it, obviously, to continue with your business as well as um, pay your employees. Now, the Paycheck Protection Program, that one's a little bit different because there is a limit on the borrowing amount. Um, it's based off of your payrolls, and it is uh, 2.5 times uh, your average payroll. And wow. the average... Yeah, the average payroll is calculated based on the prior 12 months. So whatever your average is in 2019, many banks are doing it differently. Some banks are using the last 12 months. Some banks are using the calendar period of 2019. So really it all depends on your bank. I know there's a lot of questions of can I, does it have to be W-2 wages? Some banks are allowing you to use independent contractors. Now the law does state that it's it's W two wages, so I don't know if that's going to change or get kicked back once it goes through the SBA. Um, but the most attractive thing about the Paycheck Protection Program is it's a forgivable loan. Denise, let me interrupt you just a moment. Sure. They cannot hear you. I'm going to ask you if you can unmute your line here. I want to make sure that you're coming through loud and clear. We've got about 15 people that are tuning in via Facebook. Okay. Um, can we try and unmute it? Uh, and just okay. as, an, as an update here, this is Blair Durham with Black Wall Street Today. I am talking with Janice Rogers, who is a CPA, and we're providing an overview of the government protection programs that are available um, in light of the pandemic that we're all experiencing. Um, she is sharing the various, the various programs, how they work. I understand that there are some nuances. I just read this morning something that confirmed what you said, which is that the EIDL is up to $10,000. And actually, one thing I read suggested that it would be $1,000 per employee up to 10 employees. Uh, but there is still some question about exactly how those funds would be calculated because you don't get to request a certain amount, as you've indicated. Um, it's just sort of based on the, I guess, the financials that you provide, there's some sort of calculation, and then we go from there. So let me see now. Can you hear me now? Testing. Can you all hear Janice now? We'll see. Keep going. We'll see if they respond. Okay. All right. I'm showing that your microphone is muted, though, um, on, on Zoom. So that may have something to do with it. Okay. Let me check. Okay, and thank you all to our radio listening okay. audience. Can you hear me now? We're trying to do two things at once. Uh, yes. yes. Awesome. Perfect. Awesome. I think we got it figured out. So you were saying the primary difference between the PPP, the Payroll Protection Program, and the EIDL is what exactly? So the EIDL is a grant. The $10,000 or the up to $10,000 is a grant. Um, you can apply for it, you can get den denied, or you cannot take the loan at all, and you're still eligible to take the grant funds. Um, the PPP, now you also can apply for more. Let me go back to EIDL. You also can apply for more than just that grant amount, the $10,000. Now, the PPP is based off of your payroll. So 
your payroll, you're able to borrow 2.5 times whatever your average monthly payroll is. And that average monthly payroll is off of the prior 12 months. Now, some banks are using the calendar year of 2019. Some banks are using the actual 12 months, provided that you can provide the proper documentation. Um, so, so that's the biggest thing. That loan is forgivable 100% as long as you use it in order to pay your payroll and pay for qualified expenditures. Um, and those expenses include payroll, rent, utilities, interest on your mortgage if it's a business mortgage, retirement, health insurance. You will be able to, to have the total amount of the loan forgivable. Um, so that could be quite significant for some of these businesses. Um, if- yeah, it's very significant. Let me jump in here because I... I've seen several different applications for the PPP, and my understanding is that not all banks are handling it the same way and that not all banks are doing it at all. So some banks may just not be offering the PPP. What is your suggestion if I bank with a bank that is not working with SBA to provide the program, but I need access to this this program? What are you telling your clients? That is a great question, and I've had clients who bank is participating but no longer taking applications because they're just flooded. Um, one thing that I did find out is pay, uh, QuickBooks Payroll, they're getting on board, so you don't need a banking relationship with them, but you do need a payroll relationship with them, and they will be able to process it. There's another small lender that are working with other banks, so they are approved Cabbage funding. That's another place that I've been telling people to go to. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the banks... That's cabbage with a K, right? K, correct. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, some of the smaller banks, um, there was one client that I actually ass- assisted them submitting an application to. You didn't need a bank relationship on Friday, but on Saturday, they shut their site down. They had too many, too many... Um, too many inquiries. Yeah, yeah. So, so I would say just, and then even, even some of my clients are getting in a situation where they are banking with us, with a bank that's participating in the program, but they don't meet the qualifications. So they may have a business checking account, but the bank is requiring them to have both a business checking account and a lending relationship, whether it be a business credit I thought that was the case, for, I think, for Bank of America. They yes. had a, a list of criteria, so individuals that may have been banking with them for a very long period of time mm-hmm. still may not have qualified, you know, as a result of not being able to meet that criteria. Um, interesting and sad, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic that this is going to continue to develop, right? So the PPP program was just released on Friday, two, three days ago, literally. Um, And it's, you know, it's still developing, right? Yes, yes. And I I think that once the, the, the issue too is the banks, they didn't have the process 100% in place when it started. So once the process is in place, I think it'll kind of ease up the backlog or the backup that they're having. Um, I did hear that yesterday there was an announcement made that additional funds were going to be approved 
for the PPP. So at first it was only $249 billion. Um, and I want to say on day one, it was approximately $3 billion that had got applied for. Um, so I did hear that, I guess, now nothing has passed or, of course, has to go through all of all of the necessary channels. But there's supposed to be some additional funding um, for the PPP because there's it, such high demand. Yeah. Um, we've got maybe let me just check here three minutes until we go to break but I want to when we come back I want to talk about perhaps some more local resources um, that you may have heard of because my understanding too is that there's quite a bit of red tape um, with even being able to access some of these larger programs. I mean, I know a lot of us were rushing to get our clients and our members to apply, but to date, my understanding is no one has received anything. Um, is that is that your understanding? Do you have clients that are? Oh no, you mentioned 3,400 earlier. So yep. people are starting to. Yes, and that was only one person. That was on a webinar that I attended yesterday. So wow. just just one person out of the many that I've heard applying and things of that sort. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely, we'll share some resources. Denise, can you tell us before we go to break how you can be contacted um, as an additional resource to business owners during these times? Sure, sure. The best way to reach me is via email. My email address is grogers, G-R-O-G-E-R-S, at ACG Financial Group. I'm going to add that into our chat as well. grogers at ACG Financial Group. Yes. Dot com. com. Correct. Okay. Cool beans. I'm so grateful. Um for your time today and your and your willingness to share. So many nope. people are impacted. There's so much information. You know, not everyone can be trusted. Not every source is a, is a credible source. So just your willingness to kind of have a conversation helps to break down some of the barriers uh, that I know a lot of folks are experiencing right now. I'm not, you know, overwhelmed. It's right. a real and, thing. Right. Okay. And also, I guess when we turn from the break, I'd also like to share uh, who's eligible because a lot of independent contractors their application opens up on Friday. So oh, for the uh, PPP. For the PPP, yes. Let yes, me write yes. that down. So for independent contractors, they can't haven't been able to apply as of yet. Correct. Self-employed sole proprietor. They're kind of I don't want to say playing with words, but to me as an accountant, they're playing with words because a sole proprietor can apply right now, but they're saying independent contractors, That's which I think weird. they're referring to as gig workers cannot until Friday. Okay. So that brings up an important question. And thank you, Clarence, for that comment. So we got just a minute. But that was something that came up for artists and creatives who who um, rely on gigs. Are resources available? And you so you're saying those individuals can apply to the PPP program? Yes, yes. Okay. Michael Millions, you heard it. You can apply for the payroll protection program as an independent contractor. Um, okay, talk in just a moment. Excellence is being able to perform at a high level for a long period of time. The next level success is just a step away. Stay tuned. Black Wall Street Today will be right back after a word from our underwriting sponsors. 
When the conversation is good and the friends are even better, you'll find a wine that brings it all together. Shoe Crazy Wine. Remember that name. Shoe Crazy Wine. Available at Costco, Kroger, and these other fine retailers. We know you love jazz music. So, let's try some jazz music with a little R&B flavor. Some jazz music with a little trap flavor. Jazz and Caribbean. Hey, we mix it up. So, online, look for Grandpa Crunk and enjoy the great jazz music. Grandpa Crunk. Jazz music. Peace. I'm your brother Crunk. I have a new podcast called Snatched. Sorry. You're about to get snatched. It's the best of my YouTube channel from TV. You're listening to the Snatched Podcast. In audio mastered format. Snatch and run! On Blueberry, Android, the Edgy Podcast, Stitcher, Digital Podcast, and Speaker. Ever experienced what snatching is like? Hey, this is Seiko, DJ Seiko Varner, the producer of this podcast. So when I'm not producing podcasts, I'm actually DJing wedding receptions, corporate events, proms, other formals, and I would love to take care of your special event. So our company is Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. That's www.positivevibes.net. We've been performing for over 25 years, and we would love to bring our expertise and our fun to your special event. Positive Vibes Incorporated, www.positivevibes.net. Peace and prosperity. Are you a 757 business owner? Do you desire to make new connections and grow your community involvement? Could you benefit from taking classes to sharpen your skills? Well, join Black Brand, Hampton Roads Regional Black Chamber of Commerce. Completing a membership application is simple. Just click onto our website at www.blackbrand.biz or download the app. We look forward to meeting and building with you soon. WHOV would like to thank Black Brand for its support of WHOV programming. And now, more Black Wall Street Today with Blair Durham on Smooth 88.1 WHOV. Welcome back to the 78th edition of Black Wall Street Today. We are in a state of crisis. We're focused on business resources um, during this pandemic, and we are back with Ms. Janice Rogers, who's going to be sharing in this segment um, what independent contractors and the like can do um, to, to secure some of the resources that are available. Janice, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, this is the question of the hour. What is available? Okay, so independent contractors, you have two things that's available to you, unemployment, and you're also available for the, or eligible for the PPP and the EIDL program. Um, With unemployment, it's a little tricky because I had a couple of people apply through the state. Most states, you have to have W-2 wages in order to receive the unemployment. Some of them are still funneling through what the uh, federal unemployment law that has passed. 
So the, the thing to know is that I believe this Friday something is going to be released. I think it will, I, for some reason the 13th is, is popping in my head. But federally, federally, you are eligible for the 600 a week that the federal unemployment okay. uh, is speaking of. So let me just clarify. So independent contractors and, and those that are self-employed that for whatever reason cannot work. Mm-hmm. can uh, access both the EIDO and the payroll protection program. Correct. Beginning correct. this Friday. Correct, correct. Beginning this Friday, the PPP opens up. Now, what I would suggest, because sole proprietors are allowed to apply now. The thing about it is, if you're an independent contractor, nine times out of ten, you're filing a, a Schedule C. If you're a single owner, a single owner is what makes you a sole proprietor. So why they're distinguishing between a sole proprietor versus a self-employed versus an independent contractor, to me, they're all the same. So what I've been advising my clients is if you have a Schedule C, apply now. Apply now. Got it. I think what... Apply now. Yes. Yes, but I think what they're trying to do is differentiate between the gig jobs and and people who have 1099s and who are independent contractors, but maybe on a part-time basis. I believe, and this this is my guess, is that that's who's eligible to start applying on Friday. But I feel like if you are, if you have a Schedule C, you're paying self-employment tax on your tax return, then you should go in now and apply as a sole proprietor. Because as a sole proprietor, and and you're a single owner, as a sole proprietor, you are eligible to file now. Um, Independent contractor is anyone with the 1099. So, um, and and even for self-employed, because they're they're also saying that self-employed and independent contractors, that they can start applying on Friday. But if you have a Schedule C on your tax return, my advice is to apply now. Got it. Let me ask you about the um, the unemployment piece. Is that being handled through the local offices, or how do we go about applying for unemployment? Okay, so for the state of Virginia, I do know that there is a field on the application where it actually asks if you're a contractor. Okay. So you just have to be sure to mark that box. I know that is also true from some from someone that I uh, spoke with in Connecticut as well. Okay. Uh, I will say that if you're working or your 1099 is coming from a business outside of the state that you reside in, my suggestion is to apply to the state where the business is is located. Um, I do know one person that had a 1099 in a different state. They applied to unemployment at their state of residence and they were denied. So I, I, I recommended them applying to the state where they actually received their 1099 from. Okay. And I do want to highlight too, these details are constantly changing. I mean, it's possible to pull up two news articles that came out this morning and they have different sets of information. Um, And so 
we just we really have to stay apprised. We kind of have to stay on top of it and and know that it's a developing scenario. This is an unprecedented time. Certainly, your CPA. If you don't have a CPA, you know, feel free to contact Janice Rogers, G Rogers at acgfinancialgroup.com. Um, th- those are your. Those are going to be your your trusted resources in these times. Um, I know that we talked a little bit before about the application for for the PPP. Can you go into, we just talked about this a little in our last segment as well, but if you go into specifically, what do I need to bring if I'm an independent contractor applying for the PPP? Uh, what do I need to take to the bank with me? I would take, and, and most of this is being done online, but I, in every bank, let me just say this too, what I found, every bank list is different. Um, I've had clients call me saying they need a, they need an income statement and a balance sheet. That's not in the law. Um, I don't know why they're asking for additional information. Um, the legislation actually spells out exactly uh, what they're using to verify. So, as an independent contractor, and, and we're we're a lot of the banks are still waiting on guidance to what to use for independent contractors. Mm-hmm. So, right now, the big question is. Are they using your $1099 amount? What's on your 1099? Taking that number, dividing it by 12, and multiplying it by 2.5. Or are they taking your net income? So your total 1099 receipts minus your expenses related to that business. So, so I would say be prepared to have both. Be prepared to have your 1099 documents for independent contractors and also be prepared to um, to, to have the net income dollar amount. Okay. Um, I do want to highlight this information is coming in as well. And I'm certain, uh, Janice, you've heard of some of this. The Small Business Administration is offering some free webinars. Um, via Eventbrite. You can actually sign up right there on Eventbrite. There's uh, there's one on the payroll protection plan. There is one on the economic injury disaster loan. There's another one on SBA programs. Um, and if you need assistance, again, expect, expect whole times to be, you know, but if you need some assistance, you can contact the SBA Disaster Assistance Customer Service Center at one 800 or by email at disastercustomerservice at sba.gov. These are also going to be some useful resources as we we move through the pandemic. And I can also add that, um, that on the SBA website, they are making updates. I think their last post was on uh, April 6th, frequently asked questions. So they are posting frequently asked questions regarding these programs directly on their website. That's awesome. Yeah, and again, the information is is changing very rapidly. Um, I still feel that the bottom line is there is going to be some assistance available. Um, It's just a matter of having the documentation together. There's never been a better time to have your paperwork together than right now. Are you providing assistance to business owners with just sort of organizing and and things like that so that they can qualify and have what they need to access these funds? Yes, I I will say, especially my clients who 
I don't do the regular bookkeeping from. Okay. And the banks are coming back asking for income statement and balance sheets. Even for independent contractors who generally don't do it, um, like barbers, uh, hairstylists, um, I'm receiving a lot of calls. So I would say, one, just really find out what your bank wants um, because I've seen several applications from the bank and every single one was different. Some of them wanted documentation of actual W-2s. Like I said, one particular bank wanted income statement and balance sheet. Um, Another bank, they said, all we want to see is what you paid in payroll. Uh, For self-employment, again, if you don't have payroll, I would just say make sure you have those 1099s available and, and possibly some type of net income statement because there's no clear guidance. And, and I'm attending webinars every day trying to figure out what is it that the independent contractors need to have in hand on Friday. I got it, and I think that's that's key. Another thing is the back end, right? So being that these are forgivable loans we're talking about, there could be some additional, or there, there definitely will be some additional requirements once we go to have those loans forgiven. Has there been any talk of what these banks are going to be looking to see at that time? Yes. Actually, I have... Uh, I have received like a little checklist just from one bank that states after the period. So now it's clear that the time that you have to spend the money starts from the day the loan is approved. And what people have to understand, yes, get qualified, get the funding, go get that now. But the other pieces is twofold, as you mentioned. You have to make sure you spend the money correctly so that the loan can stay forgivable. You cannot spend more for the PPP program. I'll start with that. 75% of those funds must be spent on payroll. Your FTEs, full-time equivalents, those numbers need to remain consistent. So, for example, you can't get rid of all your employees and give yourself a raise and say you spent 75% of the funds on payroll. The whole purpose of the program is to retain your employees. So uh, some questions that I'm getting is, well, my business isn't open. I have these funds. Um, Why should I pay my employees to sit at home if if my business isn't open? That's why it's forgivable. Right. That's why it's forgivable. So if I had to guess, I would imagine that this uh, period that you have to spend the funds will be extended. That That's just my guess. Because if you do receive the funds and you're not generating revenue, how will you be able to maintain once, you know, everything is said and done? So... If, I ha- if, if we continue to go the route that we're going in terms of things being shut down, I can imagine another wave of funds coming out mm-hmm. and another rollout of having a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but the period that you have to spend the funds starts the day you are approved to give everyone the chance or, or the, the same time to spend the money. Um, okay. Qualified expenses, I kind of hit on that. Seventy-five percent have to be spent on payroll. The other twenty-five percent 
has to be spent on qualified expenses. What so rent, rent, mortgage, utilities, those kinds mortgage, of things? Rent, mortgage, interest, not, okay. not the actual mortgage, mortgage but rent, mortgage, interest, health insurance, okay, retirement match, um, vacation time, if you're, if you're paying vacation, those are all considered uh, qualified expenses. I don't know if we say utilities, but yes, rent, utilities, um, health insurance. And those are items that you have to put in your calculation, because I think I misspoke too. I probably didn't add in that when you're calculating how much you're going to get, the 2.5% of payroll, health insurance premiums that you pay for a group policy is included in that calculation. Um, vacation time is included in that calculation. Oh, man, Janice, we got to wrap up. Okay. We're going to have you back, though. This is this is ongoing. This was super, super helpful. Um, I want to thank you. And, again, I want to share that email address. So Janice Rogers can be reached at. It's zrogers at acgfinancialgroup.com. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Apple, carrot, grape acgfinancialgroup.com uh, I want to thank you all for tuning in to Black Wall Street today. We did something unprecedented. We did a webinar while while we were doing the radio program so I want to thank you if you were tuning in via Facebook. And I certainly want to thank our sponsors, Milestone Mental Health Agency, Apex Financial Group of Virginia, as well as the COO team and our special guest, Janice Rogers. Um, we are building minds and building connections. We're forging the path ahead toward business success in the black community. We look forward to talking next week. Thanks so much. Phenomenal. Stay with us online at Black Wall Street Today on Facebook and Black Wall Street Today on Instagram. And then follow us on Twitter as well at BWS Today. We look forward to talking again next week. Have a wonderful week. I have said and I will continue to say that the most important priority for the black community is the black community, not a particular political party. Phenomenal. Hey, yo. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black Wall Street. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. When I say black, you say Wall Street. Black, black. Uh, black Wall Street. 